one. Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're reaching out to the Midwest. We're reaching out to Chicago. And we have as our in-studio guest today, Pastor Michael Neal, who is the CEO at Timothy Community Corporation and is the senior pastor and founder at the Glorious Light Church in Chicago. Pastor Neal, welcome to the program, and thank you for interrupting your extremely busy schedule and joining us to share your thoughts and insights on leadership and about your church and, and about your Timothy Community Corporation, but also how to bring peace to the streets of Chicago. Welcome. Thank you, Darrell. This is indeed uh, an honor, and, and uh, I'm so excited for the opportunity to talk about not just the work that I do, but also the city that I love, the city of Chicago. You know, we were, I was introduced to you by my wife, Deb, and who feels that your sermons are extremely inspirational, and uh, her recommendations are always spot on for me to have on the program. So before we jump into uh, the Timothy Community Corporation and the Glorious Light Church in Chicago and the great work that you're doing there, can you share with our audience a little bit about your education and background and what brought you to the ministry? Well, I'm uh, born and raised in Chicago, and it's been a wonderful pleasure and privilege to be able to not only uh, live in such a great city, but to have had a chance to serve in various capacities. Uh, I've attended various schools here and finished my collegiate career as an adult. So I've, uh, because of different positions and leadership uh, opportunities I've had, I've gotten a complete, uh, unique insight on the city of Chicago. And when did you decide to establish your church? What was your, when was your calling to the ministry? Well, I received my calling to the ministry officially uh, in 1998. I was serving at Salem Baptist Church in Chicago. Uh, I did uh, one of my first public sermons then. But shortly thereafter, um, I, I knew that I was called to the pastoral leadership, uh, mainly because of my desire to shepherd and care for people. And eventually, uh, that vision of starting, launching my own ministry stuck with me. And in the year 2008 is when we decided that it was time to begin that ministry here in Bronzeville, the community in Chicago. And in, in your ministry, um, you know, I, I've seen many different ministries where they have a particular focus um, of, of folks that they focus on. What would you say is the focus of your ministry within your community? Is it focusing on the senior citizens, uh, the middle-aged folks, the young folks, combination thereof? How, how, would, how would you describe that? Yeah, I, I believe our ministry is uh, multi-generational uh, because, of course, you know, when you're carrying the gospel, you don't want to leave anybody behind. We believe that there are people that need to hear the good news of Christ. And so I can't say that I target any particular uh, region or generation, but I will say that our ministry has to be impactful in a, in, in a, uh, by, by making sure that we're outside of the building itself. Right. And, um, 
in your ministry, uh, for our folks, not only outside of Chicago, but around the world who listen into this program, where is your church located in Chicago? Well, we're currently meeting at 4351 South Trektel Boulevard, uh, which is the heart of Chicago. It's um, in the area called Bronzeville. Uh, the building that we're meeting in is actually a public school that was uh, shuttered in 2012. So when they left the building, we became the sole tenant of this building. And we're in the process. Of, we have already repurposed this building for community use. And I take it that's where the, the Timothy Community Corporation is going to be housed? Yes, it is. Uh, and the, the, the Timothy Community Corporation, or as we affectionately call the TCC, was a vision that was birthed in 2009 while I was on a uh, mission trip passing through Memphis, Tennessee. And I saw a building that was used for so many different purposes for the community. And, you know, it was at that moment that I said, I would love to be able to run a building like that. And that opportunity afforded itself in 2012. And what are the type of services that the TCC provides the, the, the Brownsville community? Yeah, our main focus is on health and wellness, performing arts, and leadership development. Uh, sometimes, uh, and, and you know, that's part of our DNA. You know, often people may uh, flock to do other types of work, and that's admirable. But we also have a strong passion for making sure that we're healthy, which is uh, often a silent killer for people of color in our community. And building on your 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 three prong approach of health and fitness and performing arts and leadership. Let's talk about health for a little bit. What, what are some of the types of programs that you're offering at the TCC on health? Well, we're, we're excited to be able to partner with some very talented uh, trainers. So we have low impact fitness classes. We have full body workouts, spin class, yoga, Pilates, Zumba, kickboxing, you know, it runs the gamut. And, and what we have determined that these are some things that will allow people to get a healthy outcome. But we're also just as passionate about bringing resources and information. So we've had seminars even this year just on Alzheimer's, diabetes, breast cancer awareness, uh, you know, in colon cancer, all those things that are bringing people information so they can choose wisely and continue their health regime. That is excellent. One of my um, frequent guests is Dr. Omar Bay, and he has a book called um, Cut in Half. And he's a, uh, a doctor who specializes in nu nutrition. I would be sure to put him in touch with you because he has a series here in the, the East Coast, and he's talking about expanding it to other areas where he'll bring three or four doctors with him on a Saturday afternoon to a church, and they'll have an open Q&A to give people information about all the various different types of um, disease categories that, 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 that we deal with. 
And uh, I think that's a very exciting program that, that you have there. Yeah, that's, that sounds awesome. That sounds very similar to a program we ran last year. And we're going to wait until this upcoming spring, but it was an event called She, uh, Sharing Health uh, Education. And it was for women, but it was the same concept where all these doctors came in various uh, areas of women's health. And, you know, they had uh, personal recollections. They had breakout sessions. And it's just very informative. You know, sharing, as I say, sharing is caring and sharing information and, and allowing folks to get access to that type of information in a very loving way is, is, is such a very good part of the program. And um, do you happen to have a nutritionist involved as well? Uh, not on a regular basis, but as part of our various seminars that we've had, uh, you know, working with uh, diabetes and and other areas of healthy eating, those same uh, thoughts have been shared on a regular basis. Matter of fact, with every seminar, I see the the same constant theme, whether it be Alzheimer's or even breast cancer, is a healthy diet and then frequent exercise. So they, they all share that, not as a total cure, but as a way to stave off some of these diseases. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, are, are folks uh, keeping a track record of, of, of the improvements that they've seen in their personal health? Do you have like different competitions or, or folks using Fitbits? Um, have, you, have you tied in some of those type of incentives and programs to the health portion of the TCC? Yes, sir. We, we're currently in the middle of a one of our uh, ongoing programs is called Southside Fit. And in partnership with the University of Chicago, they're allowing people to exercise free of charge, provided that they keep uh, consistent attendance and also that they commit to attend the various workshops. And in these workshops, they do have incentives for those who are faithful and committed uh, just personally, uh, and it's hard to describe, but the TCC has a certain vibe or feel. It is a place where people, regardless of their current situation, will feel comfortable in coming uh, to, to have a better health income outcome, really. I know of a young lady personally who started out uh, with a healthy cooking class, and now she's beginning to run marathons. Uh, another young lady has lost over 90 pounds, and she's, you know, been a regular part of the TCC. So these these are the type of uh, incentives and success stories that we that make us proud and know that we're on the right track. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And um, the, is there a a, a a cost to the program uh, that that uh, folks have to pay, or is it or is it? Uh, uh, open to everyone. Uh, tell me, tell us more about the, the program and how people can get involved. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. This, the Southside Fit program is free, and you know, people could easily reach us by going to our website, timothycommunity.org, and signing up, and and someone will get back to them, put them on a wait list, and and prepare to get them involved in the program. 
and even tonight, I'm, I, I almost neglected it because I'm really excited about it. A low-impact fitness class was created by one of our trainers. We, we, you know, we came to understand that not everybody can do a spin class or a Zumba, definitely not kickboxing, right? So we came up with a low-impact class, and they literally just start off by walking around the gym. This class excites me because what I'm noticing is bringing out more seniors, including my 81-year-old mother. And to you know, take video and see her not only walking around the gym, but doing leg kicks and lifting high knees is really exciting. And for that class, it's only five dollars. So our classes are either you know free or very low cost. And and I think what we're trying to impress upon our community is that we want to take away every excuse that will keep you from not having a healthy. Uh, outcome. That is really, really awesome, Pastor Neil. That is very awesome. So before we jump to the performing arts portion of the, the TCC, any other thoughts you want to uh, share with us about the, the health portion? Well, we're, we're continuing to, uh, to have various uh, classes offered. In the past, we've had even fitness parties where a fraternity or sorority, uh, perhaps a, a church or any civic organization can come and for one price, they could come and take all the different classes that I uh, described. So just imagine a, a Saturday, a Saturday morning or Saturday early afternoon, where for one price you can go from Zumba to yoga to kickboxing to spin class. Because what we want to do is just begin to show everybody that fitness ought to be the norm. And, and regardless of, uh, of where you may think you are physically, body shape, and all the other uh, myths that keep us from getting healthy, we want people to make this fun so that perhaps they can begin to have a lifestyle change. That is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Pastor Michael Neal who is the CEO at the Timothy Community Corporation, known affectionately as the TCC. And he is also the senior pastor and founder at the Glorious Light Church in Chicago. So let's talk about performing arts, because it seems like you got a lot going on in health with all of the different types of, 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 of options. Uh, what do you do in the performing arts for your community? Okay, well, one thing that we, we have, we're partnered with a, a group called the Eagles Network, and they are a network of praise dancers across the city of Chicago. And, and they come in on a quarterly basis to, to train and prepare. And we're even in talks now of allowing them to reach out into some of our schools and begin to have young people get an opportunity to train the finer points of uh, praise dancing. And for our community who's listening, who's not familiar with praise dancing, could you define that for our get, for our, yeah. our listeners? Well, yeah, liturgical dance is, uh, you know, often an art form. Some people may see it in the church and they don't understand, you know, why do you need praise dances? But, you know, not only is it biblical, but it, it is an art. And it's more than just 
hey, we're going to go do something. So we have some people who are very skilled in that area and, and they want to share that passion with others. So, and you know, we, we know our young people like to dance. And so dance can take on a number of forms. And, and so we want to be able to expose them to this type of dance as well. Well, if if my uh, Bible history is correct, I believe David was dancing as he entered before he entered the temple. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That's yes, right. sir. Okay. So dancing is uh, another expression of, of your love for Christ, uh, joy, excitement. You know, just as singing is. So that's why we want to bring the performing arts in different ways to express. Uh, and even studies have shown, especially as it relates to children, of course, that when children are interested in the arts and when they begin to have those type of things exposed to them, it gives them a better outcome uh, educationally, spiritually, emotionally, and definitely uh, you know, provides a good path for the rest of their lives. That is awesome. That is awesome. And then uh, let's talk about your leadership series. Um, I'm, I'm very curious, since this is a show about leadership, tell us about the leadership program you have there at the TCC. And I'm so excited. Uh, I, I believe that, uh, you know, being able to share our, our skills or, or whatever it is that God has blessed us with, it itself is a start of leadership training. So we have a program called Leading with Literacy. And the goal there is to have men go into the classrooms and begin to read to little children uh, on a regular basis, hopefully once a week. And as we're doing that, what we're trying to do is get young people passionate about reading. We understand that that is a path to not only keep them safe, but to have them be productive citizens in life. So leading with literacy is something that we do outside in the community, but even inside the TCC, we give away books. And so for any participants, or even if people come off the street, if they want to just get books for children, we always have books displayed where they can uh, get a few books to take with them. That's one portion of our leadership, uh, but we also are very uh, heavily invested in our grant writing class. Every other month, we have a grant writing class. Our, our next one is October 27th. We partner with a, a very good friend who has brought so much value. This grant writing class, uh, it, it imparts so much information for the low cost of $25. And it's amazing that class itself. Wow, that is awesome. That is really awesome. So you're actually teaching folks how to write for grants because there is a lot of good funding out there. Uh, the National Science Foundation has a host of grants that start off at $225,000. And when you think about STEM, uh, education, science, technology, engineering, and math, um, that's that's awesome. Have have you has your program looked into the National Science Foundation grants? You know, I will uh, have to check with our uh, the young lady that runs that. I, I can't say that she has or not, but I know one thing that we did learn from our grant writing class is that there needs to be another component 
of just understanding business itself. Yes, yes, that's correct. And, and so we we had in the past a few classes on the one-on-ones about business, how to get started, a business plan, strategic plan, uh, how to become 501c3 compliant. So uh, those are the things that we're going to even strengthen ourselves in uh, further. And um, moving into the subject of Chicago, what is your current view as to the state of Chicago? Is it what we see in the media? Um, is it is it is it better? Is it worse? Well, what is your view there? I would. Uh, I'm almost certain, and, and I'm totally sure this is hard to describe for your audience that may be outside of the city of Chicago. But I, I do see a trend nationally that when a city becomes chosen or focused on, all of its warts are displayed. Mm-hmm. And some for nefarious reasons, I believe. But we also understand that uh, the city is much too large, much too vast to define it by. Uh, acts of crime, especially when you take things in totality. So the crime that happens in most urban cities, by the way, uh, if you were to really delve down in it, it wouldn't be the issue of the crime, but what led to that crime. Mm -hmm. And so Chicago, like possibly some other cities that I could name, has had generational, systematic, intentional corruption and violence perpetrated upon its weakest and poorest members. And so when these acts have taken place over a while, this generational poverty and ignorance, what you end up seeing is the, the manifestation of it. So the issue is not to poo-poo or or shake your head at what happened as a result, but to roll up your sleeves and try to eradicate what led to the action. So that being said, I just think that we're, we're in for a good fight. And I believe, for example, the Leading with Literacy program, if we can go in and have male role models, not only... You're reading to a child, but you're also showing them a better way. And it's not the result that you're going to get in two weeks because they're little children. But we believe that by consistently doing this, you're going to see over the next 10 or 15 or 20 years, you're going to have a whole new uh, generation of young children who grew up with books instead of bullets, which is one of our programs where we will go out in the street in the summer, find a street corner, and just pass out books. Uh, Because my question that I often ask when it comes to violence, and and I believe as a leader, the one thing you got to have as a leader, you got to be able to see the good and not be able to be overcome by what appears to be bad. And, And so my question that I ask whenever I hear about gun violence, and especially as it relates to young children, 
I always ask a simple question. Where did he or she get the gun? You know, and, and I, it's just, it sounds like a simple question, but I don't believe that it's one where people could really, uh, they're willing to really take the time to answer that question. And especially coming off uh, my, my trip, I just got back from Spain and, you know, going to other countries to be able to see, you know, gun violence just doesn't happen anywhere but in the United States. That's all we're saying, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure Chicago has had the gun buyback programs, but to your point, how do these guns get on the street, period? Are, are there any answers there? Well, I, I, I'm fortunate to know that even though I wouldn't consider myself an expert in that, but uh, one thing that I, I really can assure uh, some of your listeners, and I, and I got to imagine that this is happening around the country, there are some dedicated people that are, you know, rolling up their sleeves and they're working on this daily. This is their passion. You know, I, I know people who have lost loved ones to gun violence and it is, they made it their life work to make sure that this doesn't happen to another family. And so at some point we all begin to collaborate. And so even if that's not my main area of uh, focus or expertise, I kind of have an understanding of what they're doing. And and some of the things that I've learned here in the city is the legislation, the easy access, uh, some of the gun running from surrounding states. Uh, Illinois is actually surrounded by several states where it's, it's super easy to just go get a gun. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're bordering some states where you could probably get to that state within, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, get a gun and, and do whatever damage you want to do. So, yeah. One of the answers, there's no silver bullet, but one of the answers is that we really have to have a very reasonable national program addressing the gun issue. Would you agree? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think just the fact that I mentioned that the, the states surrounding us the access is so there. Uh, I, I really, I, I think I, I hate the sound cynical, but I just, I really wonder: is there a desire to to really prove that all lives matter? Because I'm sure if you were to look up the 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 rates of violence in other countries and nations, uh, and I'm sure they have certain issues as well, but is is become too commonplace in the U.S. Uh, you know, what we we average a mass shooting like at least once a month, or if not more. Right. And and we become numb, and no matter what part of the city, you know, or a country, mm-hmm. it's happening. Well, I tell you, your program at the TCC, the Timothy Community Corporation, where your theme is books over bullets, I know it's going to make an impact on your community. And believe it or not, uh, uh, Pastor Neil, we are at the end of our program. However, I would like to give you some time to uh, share with our audience how they can get in touch with you, um, 
what are the things that, that you would like for people to know that you need so that you can continue your great ministry? So, so you have the floor, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you so much for this opportunity. And, you know, I, I definitely love being able to connect beyond the traditional borders because I, I want to bring uh, insight and clarity to the real issues that we're facing. And, and I'm so appreciative of, of you and your program for allowing me to come on. Uh, leadership is a, a area that I, I feel strongly about. And so uh, it's, it's an honor to be able to have talked about the things that we're doing to try to bring leadership to here in Chicago. So we could easily be reached at our website, www dot glorious dash light dot org or you can catch us at the timothy community dot org both of our websites have links to not only see some of our programs but to contact me personally uh and, and one of the things that we're doing uh within this shuttered school building not only do we have those classes that i uh that i already mentioned we're we're attempting to turn this whole building into a business and non-for-profit incubator. So within this three-story building, we still have two more floors to, to utilize. And we want people that have uh, passions and dreams of being entrepreneurs to be able to be reached and met by providing them space. And we believe that that, along with the other things that we mentioned, it's a good way to have a healthy outcome for our community because uh, one of the things that I have come to know, if you are dealing with these type of issues on a regular basis, the poverty, the, the crime, violence, even those that work in those areas, they need time to decompress themselves. And the, the Timothy Community Corporation is that place where not only are you getting a workout, but you're getting a release. Uh, you're feeling like this is a place where I can share, care, and connect with others. That is great. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Pastor Michael Neal, who's the CEO at the Timothy Community Corporation, affectionately known as the TCC. And he's the senior pastor founder at the Glorious Light Chicago Church in Chicago. Pastor Neal, thank you for coming on the program. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to uh, connecting with you even more. Beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this weekend on Leadership with Darrell Gunter on WSOU 89.5 FM, Seton Hall University, and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend. And remember, leadership begins with you. <laughs>